Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digital Grocer, Season 5, Episode 7. I'm your host, Sylvain Perrier, and joining me today from the safety of his basement with the beautiful wilderness landscape <laughs> in the back is my co-host, Mark Fahers. Mark, how are you today? It's great, it's great to be here. This, this, one, this landscape I don't have to pay for. You, it's, it's free. And then thanks to the folks at Apple uh, who are sponsoring you, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, no, I sponsor them. I spend enough money on their product. Yes, you, you do. You do. So, hey, we, you know, to our listeners, we recently completed a three-part series where we interviewed uh, some fantastic guests. Zach Wilson, director of e-commerce over at Rayleigh's, uh, John Luco, retired president and chief operating officer from Giant Eagle, uh, and one of my favorite episodes with Claire Fan, who's the chief economist at the World Bank of Canada. And we tackle some interesting topics. Yep. Retailers emerging out of the pandemic, uh, the effects of, call it, inflations, stagflation on the consumer and the retailers and you know we kind of wax a little bit philosophically what's going to be the long-term uh, effect on on consumers one of the items that we didn't cover in uh, that three-part series that that we recently put out was how are regional retailers handling the you know the changes in the landscape Yep. And all of this while competing, and Mark and I, you, you and I talk about this a lot, is competing against the likes of the Walmarts and the Kroger's and and the large, you know, tier ones in the United States, which on any day isn't easy. Now, I think most of you guys know this, uh, who listen to this show or know us quite well, Mark and I, on a quarterly basis, we love to jump into a car cross the border and then spend an obscene amount of time driving <laughs> and, and an obscene amount of time driving and visiting retailers and specifically regional retailers, because we want to get to the heart of their operations. We want to visit the, the stores. We want to understand how e-commerce is working for them. What are they seeing as a challenge? We also like to compare prices on products because it gives us a sense of what's happening in our own market and also what's happening across the various markets in the industry. On one of those specific trips that we recently took, we uh, did a, a pit stop in Ohio and we had a chance to meet, meet up with uh, Michael uh, Davidson, the president and CEO of Bueller's, uh, headquartered in Worcester, Ohio. Funny story, our second chairman, uh, which we dearly miss, Bernie Nisker, was actually a um, semi-pro baseball player and lived in Worcester, Ohio. And I actually drove him, my first time going to Worcester, I drove him, I, I drove him back to kind of visit some old friends. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Bueller's, they were founded in 1929. They operate 13 locations that service the northeastern part of Ohio. And Michael is a tenured executive who, prior to joining Bueller's, uh, worked for such retailers as Price Chopper, Marsh Supermarkets, and Tops. And he was recently appointed to Bueller's Board of Directors. And I want to welcome Michael to our show today. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Sylvan. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. It is a pleasure having you on our show. Now we have some great questions lined up for you to kind of help educate our audience. Let's just jump right into it. Mike, what are regional retailers like Bueller's doing to minimize the impact of inflation, stackflation on their customers? 
Yeah, well, Sylvain, uh, great question. And listen, you know, the beauty of being a, a regional retailer and competing versus uh, tier one retailers is that we have a great toolbox, uh, you know, to, uh, to help our customers uh, through all situations. And, you know, as we deal with inflation, you know, during the last 12 months or so, we, we have a great toolbox. And, and, you know, and I think the most important thing we can do, uh, so then is, you know, to be an advocate of our customers. You know, the, the beauty of being a regional operator is that we understand who our customers are. We understand what they're going through each and every day. So, you know, when I say be an advocate of our customers, you know, we, we saw inflation coming. We started seeing our costs move up and, as uh, you know, we know the necessity to pass those, uh, you know, increases on, but we also know where our customers are. So, you know, we when I talk about a toolbox, you know, first off and most importantly, you know, we push back uh, on inflation. You know, sometimes when when uh, somebody is going to tell us there's going to be a cost increase, we just don't accept that. We ask about it. You know, why, what, where, you know, what's creating the situation from their perspective. And, uh, and then we talk about delaying the increase, you know, and then we also talk about movement. And listen, if our customers aren't going to pick up that item because of a retail price, th that's not a benefit to anybody. So, uh, you know, we're an advocate of our customers. We push back when I say CPGs, commercial packaged goods companies out there. And, and by the way, I mean, if uh, somebody, um, you know, is pushing for a cost increase that's going to create a retail increase, uh, then we look for, you know, a local supplier, an alternative supplier. Competition in the marketplace is what we are about, right? So uh, we create that competition. If somebody comes up with a better cost, we'll switch. That being an advocate of our customers. Um, you know, we have an ad that we publish each week. And, um, you know, we also do omni-channel marketing. You guys know that well, and you guys are experts in that. So when we reach out for our customers, you know, we try to put a package together that helps them each and every day feed their family. We represent that in our ads, and we represent that online. Uh, just last week, just this morning, we were viewing an ad, and, you know, we had a sub in there. We had uh, Bueller's Chips and a 1.25 soda in there. And uh, all for 12 bucks. And, you know, you can feed a family for three for that package. So we, what we call in our industry, we call that bundling. So we try to put deals together for our customers. And by the way, in-store display them. So when they come in there, they see that, that, uh, you know, that's a great deal. If you could feed a family uh, for three for 12 bucks, I mean, that did well for us. And, you know, we continue to do that with many items uh, from bundling. We're a one-stop shopping environment here at Bueller's. You guys take the time to be out. And by the way, Sylvain, how did you get across the border? That's probably the most difficult thing. <laughs> it was that, reverse smuggling. Reverse smuggling, I think. It's <laughs> the easiest way. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we're one-stop, uh, you know, Bueller's. We, we're fortunate to have stores that allows our customers to come in and uh, do their shopping. And, you know, with the price of fuel in the United States and worldwide right now, um, you know, customers are seeking that. We see that in our numbers, right? That, uh, you know, that trips are down a bit. Customers are trying to consolidate trips and, you know, uh, be more efficient when they're out in the marketplace. So, you know, we, we're, they're able to come in by um, health and beauty aids. We have GM, you know, certainly at Fresh. We have certainly Center Store products. So, you know, we really try to focus on that. By the way, we are a company that has, uh, you know, a loyalty program. And our loyalty program is really a good program. The more you buy, I mean, if you buy $500, you get 10 bucks back. 
you know, and uh, anytime someone's giving you 10 bucks back, you know, and on a shopping experience, you feel pretty good. You also can uh, take our loyalty program. If you don't want the dollars, you could you could get fuel, you know, at a, a local stations, speedway stations. And we make sure our customers understand that, you know, so it's no, no benefit. It's a great benefit for everybody when you pull up that gas pump and you say, yeah, I want to use my fuel points. And that price drops from whatever, 450 down to four bucks a gallon. That's a nice savings for customers, and they see that. So, um, by the way, online shopping, omni-channel, you heard me talk about the deals we put on there. But again, you know, just savings for customers. We see more and more of um, interest in dynamics. You guys know this. You, you sh We talked about it when you visit us. You know, people using online aren't always the people you think would be, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, they use it because, you know, it's cheaper than traveling to a supermarket sometimes for them, right? They'd rather have it delivered to their house, saving on gas, saving on the trip, saving on the babysitter. So, you know, we're, we're trying to use every tool we have to help our customers battle through this inflationary pressure. And then finally, uh, private label. I, I, I think you, you know, with the guests you've had in your last three uh, podcasts, I'm sure someone spoke about that, but, you know, private label, we have a great program, uh, our family uh, that allows our customers to buy, you know, cheap product that's, you know, as good as a national brand at a better retail. And, uh, you know, we try to represent that in our ad and in our stores. We have an ad coming up, we call it a stock up sale that, you know, it's going to be private label related, case related. And, uh, you know, always thinking about our customers that way. So, you know, the beauty of being a regional operator, a great advantage versus those tier one people you're talking about is that, you know, we're, we're in, we live in this market all the time. Yeah. We're we owned, we live here, we do our work here. And by the way, when we step out of line some way, my neighbor tells me that my wife, <laughs> Hey, that's a crazy place you have out there. Fix it. And I yeah. hear that pretty directly from our customers real quickly. So love awesome. Yeah. Great, great, great battle going on. And by the way, you know, it's not stopping. I mean, we're starting to see some encouraging signs and, you know, commodities going down a bit, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still, you know, a, a significant issue for retailers and the fuel price, you know, it's not just the cost of goods. It's the, um, the fuel surcharges that are just unbelievably hitting us at this point in time. It's the biggest I, I've seen in my lifetime. I've been around a bit and uh, I've not seen this type of pressures on uh, uh, retail and or costs in quite a while. So. Wow. And, and so this is great insights. And, and, and Mark, I think we have a subject we'll have to tackle in, in our mm -hmm. future show. And Mike touches on this and much like Zach did uh, three shows ago is our and the question would be our consumers and our numbers will show this very shortly that we're going to be releasing are consumers leveraging e-commerce delivery to save on fuel and zach at Reilly's made a comment that the observation that they are seeing in california that there's a subset of consumers that would rather have things delivered because they will save on fuel and and yep. mike touches on that now so that's yep. very interesting i i think i think we have to challenge our listeners if they are specifically the retailers if you guys are seeing that in your data sets reach out to us we'd love to have you on a, yep. on a specific show just to talk about this this is yep. real one of the things we saw, you know, at the top of the pandemic, you know, our travel across the United States is, and specifically in Canada as well, at the time, retailers were dealing with labor shortage issues. 
Are you guys seeing that, Mike, in your market specifically, where it's still a challenge to, you know, get back up to capacity with labor? Yeah, well, you know, listen, so we're, we're much better this year, uh, Sylvain, than we were last year, right? So last hmm. year, you know, we have um, about 2,500 associates. We probably had 350 openings that we couldn't staff. You know, so um, this year, we just reviewed it this morning. We're down to about 140, and there's certain pockets that have problems. But let me let me expound on that a little bit because, you know, I mean, what I'm seeing in the marketplace, I mean, there's a great restaurant in Ashland, Ohio, that was attached to a golf course. They're closed because they can't staff. Uh, I tried to get a Starbucks coffee last night at a local shop. And, uh, you know, they had their mobile ordering turned off because they can't staff it. You know, uh, we have some offerings we're trying to get out into the market. We're doing, a, you know, a hot pizza program that, you know, we would be um, we'd be negligent if we tried to pull that off now because we don't have the staffing to get that done. You know, so, uh, you know, are we serving our customers? Yes. Are we having continued problems, you know, attracting, retaining uh, associates? Sure, we are right now. Did, have we addressed it with, uh, you know, our compensation program? We sure have. And uh, it's the right thing to do. And we had to respond to the marketplace. But and then on top of that, I think what's happening now, everybody's, you know, starting to talk about it more and more is that, you know, that that uh, BA5 variant of COVID mm -hmm. You know, uh, at least in the United States, is starting to show its ugly head a little bit. You know, we're not, you know, we're near where we were in, you know, some of the other uh, spikes. But, uh, you know, I'm hearing that more and more that, you know, our stores are losing people. Hey, I'm out. I'm out. You know, it's good to see. It's good that people are stepping away from the workplace when they, uh, you know, are testing positive. But uh, we're seeing that more and more now. So that's, uh, again, hovering over above us at this point in time. So, yes, we are having labor shortages. We've taken some right steps to fix it. I mean, you know, that's that's who we are as, you know, our countries. I mean, we, who else would fix it unless we do? And mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to fix it and uh, doing the right things to make sure we retain the best people we can. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's kind of the way we're approaching it. You know, so we, we're gonna, and that's I, I don't see that. I don't see that changing in the short term. I think the way we work will be different. Yeah, I, I agree. And certainly um, Mark and I, we we consume the media in Europe because it's always a good leading indicator of what's going to happen here. BA5 is so much quicker in terms of manifesting its symptoms. France right now is experiencing 115,000 cases a day. Wow. And so we can imagine what's going to happen. You know, we're seeing it here in Canada. It's the yeah. dominant variant here. And I, I, I dread to think what the fall is going to be like when back to school occurs. And, and it concerns me in terms of, and, and what do we need to do to prepare? You have an action plan in place, which is fantastic. And all through kind of all this machination of change, and, and Zach talked about this on his episode where they've seen a shift in consumer behavior. Mike, are you guys seeing the same thing in terms of a shift in behavior? Oh, no, the, the consumer, you know, in regard to purchase power, Sylvain, I think you're talking yeah. about what you're doing. No, we're, we're, you know, we're absolutely seeing that. And I know uh, in the American economy, I mean, there was a lot of dollars in the marketplace, right? You know, yep. a lot of stimulus money was sent out and it's still playing into it. 
you know, uh, but yeah, no, we're seeing, you know, unit movement down, which is an inflationary issue, right? So your inflation goes up, your units go down. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see that accelerate. Uh, I'm in the stores a lot in our stores, the beauty of being a regional guy, you know, so I'm out there a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm hearing it from customers. You know, I hear it pretty clearly from customers. When we look at our department sales, I mean, we see certain departments, which would be more price sensitive or luxury orientated. Seafood is a great example. I mean, throughout the industry, seafood sales are down. People aren't buying $14.99 lobsters, $27 halibut or things of that nature. I think, you know, there's pressure on that market. We're seeing that in GM, you know, our, our, yeah. our sales of, you know, um, patio outdoor dining sets, uh, you know, four or 500 bucks. People have stepped back this year a bit. And then, you know, United States, we absolutely are seeing that in beer and wine as well. You know, those are what we would say are uh, items that you would have, you know, you, 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 if you're a customer, you're making decisions. Do I need to buy that? Do I want to buy it? Do I have to buy it? And I, I think you'll see a little bit of that going on uh, throughout the, the industry right now. So we, we see that happening and uh, we, we anticipate that that will continue uh, to happen as, uh, you know, money dries up in the market. We were talking today about back to school in the United States. You know, last year during the pandemic, last couple of years, you know, our government, uh, you know, paid for everybody to have a free lunch while they attended public schools. Everybody, you know, had free lunch. Well, that ended this year, you know. So, uh, you know, as we go back to school in August and September, I mean, we find that as an opportunity for folks that didn't need lunch, meat, peanut butter and jelly, bread. You know, now now they need it again because, you know, the free lunch isn't going to be there this year. So, you know, we see behavior changing, no doubt about it. And then, you know, certainly generational as well, ready to eat foods. You know, people are busy, they're back to work. And, you know, I, I think they're, that's the meal deal I talked about. You know, hey, how do I get a meal to the table that I'm not spending, you know, 50 bucks on, right? I went to a sub spot the other day and, you know, I had a couple subs and it was, you know, $37 yeah. for two subs. You know, that's, you know, that's pushing people in a different way. You start, whoa, wait a minute. You know, that's pretty yeah. expensive, right? Yeah, that's expensive. And, and and it's interesting you touch on that. Kind of leads to the next question. And we tackled this with our uh, the RBC economists that we had on, on the last show. You know, it's clear that the, the climate right now is challenging. In Canada, um, there was a recent announcement that uh, interest rates have gone up by 0.75, so three quarters of a percentage point. And retailers are about to go into planning for, for 2023. Mike, in your experience, where and what should they be focusing on for their planning? Yeah, well, you know, we're all, you're, you're right on target. We're very, uh, we're stepping into our, our 2023 plan and, you know, we have a five-year plan you know, but, you know, one of the things I would say right away is that, you know, as we look at 2023, you know, the, the elephant in the room for us is that, you know, we experienced 8 to 10% inflation in 2022. Now, we'll, we'll cycle a little bit of that as we uh, get into the second half of the year from last year. But, you know, the, the question is, uh, how, do you, how do you budget sales when you have inflationary results eight to ten percent you know so you could take that out of your starting point and then try to you know get sales to where it needs to be at that point in time and I, and I think you know the problem then becomes as you you know look at your sales and and, and then say to yourself hey you, you know we're not going to get the same level of sales and by the way you know 
2021, you know, or certainly pandemic influence positively. And now 22, a little bit of pandemic, but more importantly, inflationary driven, right? As we go through this year, you know, next year, you know, that, that's, you know, you're going to have to overcome that. And, you know, as your, um, as your revenue is reduced, you know, then certainly the, the way we got to look at it is how do we, how do we reduce expenses to make sure that we are, you know, uh, doing the right thing for our business at the same time, right? So that's right. going to be the biggest challenge in the room uh, for next year, you know, and then, you know, we'll see what happens in the fall with, uh, with the variant and, and how that plays out, you know, but, you know, that's, it's going to be a challenging year 2023. And, we all hear the R word pretty lot now, right? Yeah. I mean, we're the recession word uh, from, um, you know, the financial publications, you know, some of the uh, government officials, you know, talking through some of those things, the strength of economies. And you look at Europe, I mean, they're certainly, you know, being challenged there. And, uh, you know, I would, I would expect that, you know, we have some challenging work in front of us. We have strength in the United States economy still. But um, there's no doubt signs that, you know, there's some warning signs out there. And you talked about interest rates. You talked about the home housing market, consumer confidence, the GDP that was down in the first quarter. We'll see what happens now as we complete the second quarter. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, headwind we're facing that we're going to have to uh, play into in 2023. By the way, you know, I'm, I'm an optimist, you know, so, um, you know, while those are issues that we got to deal with, it's not the first time we've dealt with them, right? So, uh, you know, again, we have to do the things, the beauty of our company. I'm never excited about a recession, but, you know, we're, we're, we're close to our customers here. And you can be sure that, uh, you know, as we continue to fight for our customers each and every day, uh, we'll continue to do that in 2023. Yeah, I, I think the big thing for the listeners to understand, to understand the situation we're in right now, uh, the last month, the U.S. added over 200 plus thousand jobs. Great. Last week's and, Friday's job report was, uh, you know, better than expected, right? Yeah. And, you know, versus Canada, where we lost 50,000 jobs, which is very odd in, in this case here. Um, so the, the U.S. economy is extremely resilient. The, the one thing that in the last two years, and I, I think through the pandemic, there's this rapid explosion of technology that has really influenced grocery retail and very much competing for the customer share share of wallet. What can regional retailers like Bueller's do to encourage customers to remain loyal to, to you, the retailer? Well, I listen, you know, I really enjoyed the time we spent together, Mark and Sylvain, and we all talked about that. I think the most important thing for us is to be where they are. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you know, we need to be where the customers are and uh, we need to be interactive in that, in that, uh, in that forum. So, uh, you know, whether it's uh, you know, on a, on a cell phone, whether it's on a, you know, a digital uh, piece that they have in a home, an iPad, a computer, uh, whether it's in paper ad, you know, uh, we need to meet them where they are and make sure that our communication is getting, there's a lot of uh, competition for that customer's, um, you know, dollar. They can go where they want, right? I mean, if I, if I want to buy a widget, you know, I could sign on to my computer now and find the best place for a widget in the United States and quite frankly, probably have it delivered to my home, you know, by the time I get home tonight, right? It will be on my, uh, in my garage, you know, so, um, you know, we got to make sure we uh, meet the customer where they are, communicate effectively and simply with them 
and then deliver on what we we said. You know, I I knew a guy in our business a while back. His name was Bob Miller. He was a, a senior executive for Albertsons. He was the CEO of Albertsons for years. You know, one thing Bob said is, you know, the grocery business we shouldn't complicate. You know, and it's it's a business that you need to be you need to have a clean store, right? You need to have fresh perishables. You need to be in stock. And you need to service your customer, and you need to have reasonable reasonable prices. And uh, I think if you do those four or five things and do them all well, I think you know our customers and you, and the customers see that, you know they'll they'll respond accordingly. The American consumer does, you know, and uh, you know they they want we're local, we're owned by you know our teammates, and um, you know we need to you know be where our customers are, meet their needs. That's always the key. Uh, under any circumstance, right? I mean, the needs change. We need to meet them. We need to understand them and meet them. Absolutely, well said. I, I think there's something to be said when uh, people from head office at retail, and <clears throat> Bueller's does this really well, and I wish it was done more consistent, more consistently outside in, in in the industry. Is send your vendors, send your your all your team to go in a store to interact with customers because I think that's where you start to understand the applicability of technology, as well as who are you serving? That's very, very, very critical. And Mike, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. It was fantastic having you on the show. Yeah, fantastic show, Mike. Thank you. Folks, thank you so much. We're going to have a, a soon a new show to drop after this one. Uh, listen to us on YouTube, our website, and uh, peace. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for watching and listening to our show. We've got more great episodes on digitalgrocer.com. And we'd love to connect with you on social media at Digital Grocer on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and at Digital underscore Grocer on Twitter. Like, subscribe, and click that bell icon so you never miss another Digital Grocer podcast.